Hi there everyone, welcome to the weekly wrap. It is the week of the 29th of January 2018. number of things in store for you today. We'll delve into the recent weakness of the dollar. We'll look ahead to the election in Italy coming up in March. And finally, we'll have a look at one of the risks that is beginning to emerge in the form of rising protectionism. But alright, the market mood remains overall positive underpinned by a strong global growth backdrop. One asset, however, that has not benefited from this improving momentum in the global economy has been the dollar, which has started off the year firmly on the back foot, continuing the weakness that we saw for much of 2017. So what is going on? Why has the dollar been so weak? On the surface, it is a bit of a puzzle. We have a Federal Reserve in hiking mode, an economy that's doing relatively well. And we're also seeing a boost via tax cuts. Thus, there's clearly something more to the story. Continuing political risk slash uncertainty related to Trump is possibly part of the explanation, with chances of impeachment not negligible in relation to his Russia connections. Moreover, since Trump got into the White House, tensions in Washington have risen, and the political process has arguably become more tribal than ever meaning also that it becomes harder to get bipartisan agreement on things such as the debt ceiling or even just agreements on preventing a government shutdown, as we just saw. This, in turn, has possibly increased the risk of holding the dollar, and thus it trades at a discount. But there are also some good economic arguments for why the dollar has weakened. One of these is simply related to surging global growth. Prior to last year, the dollar had actually witnessed a remarkable upward run. And this made sense, as it was essentially the US economy that was on the strongest footing globally. And hence, market participants were attracted to the dollar. Now, however, the US economy is no longer the only attractive economy around. Europe, as we have been stressing, is firmly in an upswing. Japan is finally coming out of the doldrums, while the bulk of emerging markets are also motoring ahead. In other words... As other regions of the global economy have caught up, the dollar has lost in relative appeal. Where is the dollar likely to head going forward? While a short-term spike cannot be ruled out, especially considering the speculative positioning has turned heavily against the dollar, the medium to long-term trend is still to the downside. This process just mentioned of the rest of the world normalising will curb the relative appeal of the dollar, along with the fact that other central banks are also now moving away from their accommodative monetary policy stances. A relatively weak dollar, in turn, should also continue to be supportive of global risk appetite, especially towards emerging markets, which tend to suffer in times of dollar strength. So, in terms of asset allocation, this adds to the reasons to be overweight emerging markets where we prefer Far Eastern equities. Right, let's zip back across the Atlantic and have a look at what is going on in Italy, with an election now coming up in March. There are some disconcerting headlines. The Five Star Movement, the key populist party in Italy, continues to fare well in the polls. On top of that, we are seeing the return of Silvio Berlusconi and a fair amount of tumult around the Northern League. Its leader, for example, declared last week that the EU should F off. While we've also heard talk around a parallel currency and stuff around blowing out the deficit even further. In other words, the headlines have not been good. 
So, should we be worried about this election then? Our view is no, at least not for the time being. This is all more bark than bite. First of all, given the changes made to the electoral law last year, the Five Star is highly unlikely going to secure a governing majority. Indeed, the move towards more of a proportional representation system encourages coalition building, whereby the Five Star will be excluded. At the same time, the likes of Berlusconi, who will likely be the kingmaker of a new centre-right coalition, have shown signs of pivoting in a more sensible direction by, for example, stating that they will abide by the EU fiscal compact. Hence, the most likely scenario is another centrist coalition, one that does not pose systemic risk for Europe. Does it mean Italy will finally reform? No, probably not. But a continuation of business as usual in Italy suits the rest of the Eurozone well for now. What investment implications follows on from this? For one, we would not get negative on European equities due to this Italian political risk. We would stay neutral. And we'd also keep an underweight in European government bonds, as yields in the core are likely to continue trending up. Okay, it appears very difficult to dent the optimism around this bull market currently. So what are some of the risks lurking beneath the surface? Well, one threat that appears to be growing is protectionism. This could pose a problem as it has the potential to damage business confidence, while it could also throw into doubt the sustainability of this promising global economic upturn that we've witnessed over the last year or so. We have seen concrete measures come from Washington against Chinese imports last week, with tariffs of 30% slapped on both washing machines and solar panels. Why is this happening? The Trump administration is economically nationalist and was helped to victory in 2016 by voters in the traditional Rust Belt in the US, many of whom feel that they've lost in this world of globalization. And with tax cuts now passed and China already having been enlisted to pressure North Korea, the administration appears to have room now to maneuver on its protectionist agenda. Is this then going to be a problem for investors? In our view, also no, at least not yet. While it is true that the Chinese and US economies are interlinked, it is important to bear in mind that these are also vast economies which are not overly dependent on the external sector and have plenty of mechanisms to absorb shocks. In other words, any pain the US now tries to inflict on Chinese exporters can be compensated by rising internal demand in China, if extreme, via a new stimulus package from Beijing. So the overall impact on the global economy, and these two economies in particular, US and China, should prove relatively muted for the time being. In the short term then, markets should be able to digest these protectionist headlines relatively well. Nevertheless, it is becoming clearer and clearer that the US and China are on a confrontational path, which could lead to negative long-term consequences. These tariffs are just a latest sign of growing competition between these two powers, which could eventually become dangerous. But this is more of a problem further down the road. That's it from me. Have a fantastic week ahead. Please go to nodiaprivatebanking.com slash podcast 
dash disclaimer to read a legal disclaimer applicable to this podcast. Thank you.